The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This hour is sponsored by Sim Trainer. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend. Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to this special pre-recorded Saturday afternoon edition of Shooting from the Hip. I'm Jeff Jeff Pedro in with Mark Avery, and we're from Sim Trainer, the Dayton area's first indoor range and firearms training center. We're having a special broadcast today because uh, obviously there are some uh, updates that are being conducted, news conferences that are going during a regular hour that we're regularly scheduled at from 2 to 3. However, um, we're with you today. We don't know exactly what time it's going to air, but we're glad that you're Could listening. Could be two to three. That's absolutely right. <laughs> we don't know for sure, but uh, we're glad you're listening because we have some information we want to pass on to you. Um, for those of you who may be new to the, the show, uh, Sim Trainer is the Dayton area's first indoor range. We're located at 2031 Dryden Road in Moraine, right across from DPNL. You can visit us on the web at www.sim-trainer.com. Or you can give us a call at the range, 937-293-3914. And I will advise you, we are on very limited hours. We're open only 12 to 4, Monday through Saturday, closed on Sunday, all this past week and all of next week, depending on uh, what uh, the governor has to say about lockdown and how certain circumstances exist. However, um, we are open for business because we have exempt status. And uh, due to the, the recognition that there are people out there who are interested in their safety and security. And one of the big things we do is provide firearms training for people who may have gone out and purchased a firearm. If you're one of those people, we want to know that that's what we're here for you uh, to do. We, we specialize in firearms training. We're kind of changing our orientation, at least in the short term, because there's so many new gun owners who went out and bought firearms, maybe with little to no experience. And now they're sitting there um, wondering, what do I do now? Well, we're going to help you answer that what do we do now because we're uh, setting up individual and small group lessons where you can come in and you can learn about the safe handling functional operation how to shoot the gun how to load the gun how to charge the gun how to make it safe how to handle malfunctions all the basic things that you need to know so that if and when that unfortunate occurrence that might might go down where you have to use your gun for personal safety or the safety of other people um, you'll know how to do that and it'll be uh, done very effectively So um, again, if you are interested in getting training, you can call down the range again at 937-293-3914. You're going to get voicemail most of the time unless you call during uh, our hours of 12 to 4, Monday through Saturday over the next week. Um, Or you can send us an email at range at sim-trainer.com and let us know what it is you need. Maybe you've already purchased the gun or maybe you have never purchased a gun, but you want to purchase a gun. We actually prefer it that way because it's a little bit easier for us to teach you about the difference between a semi-automatic pistol and a revolver and then let you shoot a variety of different guns so you find the one that's best suited for you. And that's really a big point because a lot of people will come here already having purchased a gun but never having shot it and the first time they shoot it, they find they just don't like it. So we don't want that to happen for you. Come on down here. You can try several different guns and then we'll help you find the one that fits best for you Even though there's a lot of great guns out there, they might not all be great for you. One of the most common things that occurs, and I know this because I was a law enforcement officer for 30 years, is somebody knows somebody, that somebody might be a police officer, security guard, or just a gun enthusiast, 
And when they find out that the person like yourself is now just new, uh, just newly getting interested in buying a gun, they say, hey, you need to go get a Glock or hey, you need to go get a SIG. It's the perfect gun. That's exactly right. And, and what we found, again, being a, a police officer 30 years and doing uh, firearms training for almost that long is that it's better that the individuals shoot a variety of guns and they, they decide for themselves what gun is best for them because what is best for person A is not very often best for person B. And there's a lot of factors that come into that decision, and we can take you through that process to make that a little bit easier for you and make it more applicable. Along those same lines, guys, the worst thing you can do for your significant other is to buy her a gun. Buy her a gift certificate. You can pay for the gun, but let her pick it out. Let her choose it because there are so many different variables, and what works best for you is probably not going to work best for her. So let her make that choice. You can provide it. You can support it. Make You can pay the bill, which, of course, we're always going to do anyway. Right, boss? That's exactly right. <laughs> well, so, but, but then that way, she gets to choose the gun that works for her, and, and that will make everything better all the way around. You know, along those lines, when it comes to purchasing the gun, we certainly want you to go to your favorite gun store. If you have one or somebody you know, they go to a, a gun store. But we want you to do that, if you haven't made the decision yet, after you find out which gun's right for you. We have great, rec uh, great referrals um, businesses that we work with. For example, we do a lot of work with Old English Outfitters up north and Miami Armory down south. And if you know people there or you have maybe visited one of their stores, we're certainly going to tell you to go back to buy your gun. We're not going to try to steal their sale because our specialty here is training. In the past, we had uh, sold guns, but because of the way things were, um, just to kind of give you a real quick short history on the short history of what I'm about to talk about, from September through December, we could have got you anything you wanted and probably in as much as supply as you wanted to. All of a sudden, this incident happened. We can hardly get you anything, whether or not you want it. So if they have it and you determine that you want it, they're certainly going to get it for you. They'll be able to order it for you. We can even order some guns if it gets down to that, but our specialty is training. And the nice thing about the classes we're offered now, whether it's the individual or small group, in about two to two and a half hours, we can take you from a level of little to no knowledge to total proficiency to where you are confident and competent in your ability to safely handle and shoot that gun and to do everything you need to do, do with it in order to uh, uh, be able to defend yourself. The other thing I want to remind our listeners about is if you buy a gun, remember, you can keep it loaded in your house for personal safety and self-defense just so you keep it away from anybody who shouldn't uh, get a hold of that, whether it be a kid or other curious adult. You've got to make sure that gun is secured in the house so that it's only available to you when it's time to use it. You don't need a concealed carry license in order to have a gun in your house for personal safety and self-protection. Um, the big problem comes into people who might be able to, maybe they own their own business and they want to be able to use their gun at their business. That's fine and dandy, except you can't transport the gun loaded from your house to your business. That's where the concealed handgun license is going to come in. However, there's a way to do that. You simply unload the gun, make sure it's unloaded. Um, make sure you put that gun in a separate case. Make sure you put take the ammunition out of the out of the magazines and put that in the separate container, the ammo box that it came in, and you put it in a bag, and then you transport it separately. Then when you get back to or get to your place of work, then you can go ahead and load the magazines back up, load and charge the firearm, and then you can carry it on your person. You can put it anywhere you want. There's no issue with you having it in your own business as long as you are um, an individual who's authorized to have a handgun um, in, in, in your possession. Then the issue is going to come when you go home. you got to kind of reverse that process. 
Um, and there's a there's a debate about whether or not the magazines have to be unloaded. Mark and I both feel, based on the law and how the law has been interpreted even by some attorneys, that there's no problem having the magazines in a separate secured portion of the bag and having the gun in a separate secured portion of the bag or box just so they truly are separate. However, we got information recently that there are some law enforcement um, entities locally who think that's a little bit confusing and isn't so clear. And our advice to people is we don't ever want you to be the test case. So we're not going to tell you to do something that we think is legal. And then you end up get arrested. Then you have to get an attorney. And even though you are going to likely be acquitted or exonerated, if it even makes it past the first stages of uh, any legal process, we don't want you to have to put up that money and go through it. So the best advice we have to you, if you're new to this game, keep the ammo in the box it came from, don't load the magazines, and keep the gun separately uh, in, in the same bag or compartment. The best advice, just keep it in the box that it came in, and you should be good to go. Now, if you have a, a fixed place of business and you're going to take your firearm from your home to your business, if you've got a couple of extra magazines, leave the magazines that are loaded at your place of business, unload your gun, leave that there, and then go home, and you've got your magazines that you use at home. Now, again, this is all about for people who do not have a concealed handgun license. If you have a concealed handgun license, you can have your loaded handgun with you. You can transport it loaded in your automobile or your, your whatever vehicle that you have. So we're just talking about for people who've gotten a firearm, got some training, and they know how to handle it safely and accurately, but they aren't legally allowed to transport it loaded from place to place in a motor vehicle. That's, that's who we're trying to give you a solution that you can get to until you have the time to go through the process to get your concealed handgun license, which I think we both would agree is, is probably the better alternative long term. Yes, that's definitely going to be it. And plus the advantage um, to taking the training here is we're going to talk about those issues along with other issues. And there's one other legal issue that I think is probably most important. And I'm sure many of the people who ran out and bought guns recently haven't had any training whatsoever. They have the gun. Maybe they even have the ammunition for the gun. Maybe they watched a YouTube video or someone helped them. Hopefully somebody gave them some very basic training at the bare minimum. But then I hope they discussed when you can use a firearm in defense of your life or someone else's life. And that's an issue that I think it's important that we are including in the two-hour um, instruction that we're going to be offering these people. We're going to discuss those kinds of issues so that everybody understands that in the state of Ohio, basically there's, there's three elements that must be proven in order for you to be able to justifiably use deadly force. Two of the three are very um, rarely, if at all, going to be applicable when you're in your own home. Number one, you're not at fault for presenting it so, or for creating the situation. So if you're in your home minding your own business, that one's by the wayside. And the third element, you have no duty to retreat. When Ohio, you have no duty to retreat in your house. So the issue only becomes, and as is the case in so many cases, did you have a reasonable good faith belief if you didn't use deadly force that someone else or you were going to be critically injured or killed? And that's where much of this hinges on. So that's something that we come after the break. I just want to kind of talk about that element of uh, self-defense law in Ohio, because I think it's somebody something that people think just uh, they take it for granted and they think, well, if I if I, I'll know when I have to, it's not all that clear and we need to have that discussion. So we come back after the break. We'll spend a little bit of time. Yeah, talking about and that. just in that last minute before we go to the break, that is one of the areas that when we run the concealed carry class and talk about the legal aspect and when is appropriate use of deadly force, that's one that confuses a lot of people. And there's a lot of wrong information out there on the interwebs. So there's a lot of things that people believe that you can do that the law does not allow you to do. And there's actually some things that some people think are illegal that 
are actually within the scope of justified use of deadly force. So we'll come back to that. Uh, we're going to get into a lot more detail if you come take our concealed carry class, but we'll try to answer a, little, a few of those questions um, here on the air. And we'd also encourage you to contact us if you have any questions, and then we can broadcast answers to those when we get to our next show. All right, we're going to take our first break for the hour. You're listening to Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show. And for those of you who might be out there listening for the first time, wondering what this is all about, this is uh, Shooting from the Hip. We're a uh, radio show that's all about guns and gun-related issues. We normally air at 2 to 3 on Saturday. And due to current events and the news conferences and things, we're not sure if this is going to air from 2 to 3 or later in the day. We're just glad that we're, be able, we're here to be able to talk with you about any issues you might have. If you are interested, Mark, tell our audience if they have any questions. Since we're not live, we obviously can't meet, uh, answer them. But if they have questions, they want to send them to us and we can answer them in a subsequent uh, a broadcast, where should they send their questions to? Well, the best way to do is to just go to our website at sim-trainer.com and click the contact link, give us your question, and submit that form, and we'll get that. And then we'll get, uh, you'll obviously, you'll put your email address in there. We'll use that only to, for, to reply to you and uh, clarify any questions that we need to understand about what it is you're asking. And then we'll broadcast the answer on the air the next time we have a show. Frequently, there are questions that are sent to us that need to be addressed to a broader audience because um, even though not many people submit it, there are others that we know we're probably thinking about it just sure. based on the way things are. And right now, there's probably a lot of you out there with a lot of questions, no matter if it's related to guns, deadly force, anything related to the topic, um, we're certainly glad to help you because these are trying times. And big thing is information dissemination and trying to maybe better than anything, dispel some of the false informations out there. We were just talking before the show today about a lot of the false information that's out there and some of the people that are promoting things that aren't necessarily true. And unfortunately, people that go to the internet, they take everything that they see as gospel and they take it as true. So we want to help in those areas too. And I think many um, level-headed people can sort through some of this, but if there's some of the kind of stuff that might seem that's in the gray area, go ahead and send us the question. We'd be more than glad to to respond to it because uh, we have uh, the means to research a lot of things, and many of the questions you've asked have already been answered. They just haven't been answered to maybe this new audience of listeners that we have out there, and we want to get the information out to you. We were talking right before the break about the kind of switch in the orientation uh, in our training, and when you come to the two-hour session, and depending on progress. Again, our goal is to get you to a level of confidence and competence in that two hours. So sometimes it extends beyond two hours to about two and a half hours. But we've been uniquely able to, in the last uh, 16 years that we've been in business, to take people with little or no experience to that level of confidence and competence in the use of the gun in that period of time because of the way we do it. We're recognized as one of the leaders in firearms training in the air, and we're proud of that. Um, we have uh, certainly a lot of partners out there who are doing things um, it's just that uh, what we have a certain way, and we want to encourage you to come and uh, give us a call at the range at 937-293-3914. Leave a message if you don't reach uh, an actual person due to our limited hours. Or, as Mark said, go out to our contact 
page and uh, let us know that you might have a question about how you can get enrolled in training and we'll be more than glad to get you set up. And don't worry about buying a gun. We have many of the most popular guns that are currently on the market in our inventory for people to use when they come to our training so you don't have to run out and buy a gun. But remember, if you've already done it, that's okay. We'll treat, teach you how to use that specific gun. But if you haven't, we have some that are better suited or good, properly suited for most people. And we'll make sure that we get you one that fits you so that you can use it here during the class and any training that you take here at Sim Trainer. And you'll also know then when you go to look for a gun, what it is that you want to look for in the right gun for you. And one other thing I want to remind our listeners is that we have the ammo for you to shoot during the classes. Now, we're not just selling ammo to just anybody. We only sell to our members. It's on a very limited supply at the present time. But we will have ammo for you to shoot in the guns that you use in our training because since that's kind of our our bread and butter and what we focus on, we keep the ammo for those purposes. All right, we're going to take our break and head into the news center. Um, and we would love for you to come back after the news and we'll continue with Shooting from the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show. We're glad you tuned in today to listen to us. You're listening to Shoot from the Hip. And uh, this is all about guns and gun-related topics. And uh, before the break, we were talking about the training that we've been offering at Sim Trainer, And we're going to continue to offer for the next several weeks for those of you out there who might uh, be new to this, uh, to the firearms world. And I just want to let our people, let the people know that, uh, let our listeners know that we can train you in semi-automatic pistol, revolver, shotgun, or rifle, or any combination of those guns. And we're going to do that in an abbreviated fashion. You do not have to spend eight hours with us to get your concealed handgun license. You can certainly do that if you wish. We have classes scheduled. They're filling quickly, though, on uh, April 11th and on April 15th and 16th. The April 11th goes from 9 to 6 p.m. all day on a Saturday. The 15th and 16th is a Wednesday evening, and that class goes from 5.30 to 9.30, and you must come to both classes. We're limited to 10 people in those classes, so if you want to get enrolled um, by the time you hear this broadcast, you may or may not have an opportunity, but we're going to, uh, once those fill, we're going to be offering additional small classes. But if you, you feel that sense of urgency, you don't need to wait to get your concealed handgun license. If you want to have a gun for home safety and personal defense, we're going to offer two to two and a half hour sessions, individual or small group, and we'll get you to that level of comfort and confidence. And again, it can be any one of those weapon systems, whether it's pistols, revolver, uh, shotgun, or rifle, and we'll get you to competency everything you need to know about your gun so you can feel good about making the decision you did. Let me add uh, one more thing about uh, something that we sometimes get questions on, especially when people move to Ohio from out of state. There is no requirement for you to register your firearms in the state of Ohio. So if you've come from a state where you had to register your firearms like New York or California or some of the other states, uh, or you purchased a firearm or you inherited a firearm or somebody gave you one because you were looking to be able to defend yourself. They had a firearm available. Uh, maybe they took you to the range and helped you with that. Maybe they didn't and you want to come here and do that. One of the things that's important to understand is that you don't have to register that firearm and the fact that you're in possession of that firearm is not illegal. As long as you are legally permitted to possess a firearm and if you're not, you would know that because some legal process has taken place that would have pre pre allowed you to be prohibited or caused you to be prohibited from possessing a firearm. So assuming that's not the case, there is no other requirement for possession of a firearm in the state of Ohio. So you're not allowed to carry it concealed. You're not allowed to carry it loaded in a motor vehicle. 
but you are allowed to possess that firearm, especially in your own home, in whatever way that you would choose and to be available to use it. And that's one of the reasons why we really want to make sure that everybody who's doing that knows the proper and safe way to handle those firearms and also appropriate times for when you can use them and when it's not appropriate to use them, which is one of the things that we cover in a lot of detail in our concealed carry class. Mark, you bring up a, a topic that I'm going to kind of segue into what I want to talk about. And I just want to start off by mentioning you talked about if they transferred in from uh, states, for, if they moved here from states that require gun registration, whether it's Illinois or uh, New York or, or California. Um, just imagine this. Right now, uh, Los Angeles and the surrounding area is one of the hotbeds for this virus, and people there are just as fearful, just as concerned for their safety and well-being as all of you, or many of you are, and maybe... Um, uh, whatever your reason is for going out and get a, getting a gun, that's a personal reason. If you'd like to share that with us anonymously, please send us an email. We'd like to find out, and we would not obviously tip you tip anybody off. We'd like to hear some of those detailed reasons. It may be prior victimization. It might just be fear of the unknown, whatever the case is. But imagine being in California when all this stuff went down. In California, they will let people get guns under certain circumstances. However, they have a 10-day waiting period. And one of the things that's happened out there is I've heard reports recently from people that uh, people are calling uh, other gun stores in neighboring states and asking them to buy a gun and send it to California or send it to them. They thought they could buy it on the Internet and just get it mailed to them. It's a popular misconception. And Mark and I deal with this all the time. There's people out there saying, well, you need to, the anti-gunners especially say you can buy a gun on the Internet. Well, the, the way you buy a gun on the Internet is if you were in California, you could get a gun from Nevada. You could pay the company in Nevada with your credit card. However, they have to ship it to an FFL. That's a licensed firearm dealer in California. You would have to go in and fill the, the form out. And guess what? You still have to wait 10 days. So if it took five days for the gun to get there from Nevada, you got to wait 10 more days in order for that background check to be processed and for you to be granted opportunity if you proceed, if you um, successfully pass the background check to receive possession of the gun. So that's a 15-day wait. In the state of Ohio, you have to still get a background check, but you could go to your favorite gun store. You could come here to Sim Trainer, and you could take the training and on the same day find out what gun you you like. If we had it or somebody else had it, you could go down there, fill out the paperwork, and as long as the federal system that does background checks was fully operational, which it hasn't been recently because of them also having to lay some people off or to uh, make sure people are maintaining social distancing. And that, a precedent, unprecedented number of absolutely. background checks that are going well, on right we now. We heard the numbers tentatively that the last week and a half was the largest eight to 10 day period in the history of gun sales. And again, that's that's not officially been counted because they don't have any way to count it all right now, but there have been more background checks done in this period than any other similar period. Since um, background checks started since in 1997. Yeah. And, 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 and also probably period, because prior to that, people were buying guns whenever they wanted to buy guns at a, a normal pace, and there weren't a whole lot of things that there certainly were incidents uh, prior to uh, the background check going into, into effect in the mid-'80s, Mark, 19, after the Brady yeah, it was in 97 check. is when it started, Nin 1997. Okay, okay, 97. I thought it started with the Brady the Brady bill in the 80s after uh, um, Brady had, had gotten shot. And I, well, I it, took a while, it took a while for everything to get in place. The right. actual law went into effect in 94, yeah. and then it didn't actually, there was no instant check system available right. until, you know, a few years later. So it took them a while to put that together, but that's when the records start. I think it was in November of 97. I can look that up and we can confirm that or, or re fix that if we have to. But yeah. um, that, you know, and let me just go back to one other thing. 
One of the reasons that we started doing this show back in 2009 is because we wanted to be able to give people accurate information. So if we're not sure about something, we might tell you that what we think it is, and then we'll back it up and check because we're not going to make stuff up and give you stories or what we think it ought to be. Well, we, if we do that, we'll tell you. <laughs> well, it, it, like other shows, um, many or many uh, duos have a brains and a brawn. Mark's the brains, <laughs> I'm the brawn. That's kind of the way it is. And when I don't know it, I tell Mark to find it. He sometimes tells me, go here and read this. And I'm like, I didn't ask you that. I didn't tell me where to go. I said, you find out and send me a summary. That's kind of how I roll. He knows that now. He's learning that after, like you said, 10 years on the on the air and many more years being together that... Yeah, I just draw it in crayons. Yeah. yeah, I use a lot yeah. of crayons. I know some people said uh, one of the things to do over these... Uh, weeks that were um, kind of isolated is to read a good book. Well, I'm yeah. looking for options two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, because that's not going to happen. I might listen to a part of it on tape, but when I get bored, I'm turning it off and that's how it is. But, um, you know, what are you going to do? Um, there's lots of different things you can do. And one of the things that I just started yesterday, my first attempt was a semi-successful attempt at doing some podcasts. Um, I just, Actually, it uh, was pretty successful. Well, so you can go for, to our Facebook non- page at uh, facebook.com slash simtrainer. And you can see Jeff's premier Facebook Live video. Uh, it's actually not bad at all. Good uh, job, th- Jeff. Thanks for that, Mark. I, 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 and a lot of it is from being around you and Bree and the people that are the, the tech experts. And uh, um, that's another thing. It's nice uh, when we do something like this, we have to remotely broadcast this show. We're not allowed to go to the studio. And, and Mark, having uh, this kind of a background, um, I didn't have to think about anything. He just tells me what it's going to be. And sometimes he asks me, would you rather this or this? And I'm like, why are you asking me? I wanted you to do whatever you think is going to work <laughs> Sit best. right there, That's Jeff, right. just, just talk into talk. this thing. That's exactly right. And he makes it all happen. So I'm very grateful that he has that ability. So um, we, we're just at a position where, um, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be able to get out. One of the things I'm going to try to accomplish with podcasts over the next several weeks, likely, or maybe longer, who knows, is uh, I'm going to talk about some issues about gun cleaning. I'm going to talk about the differences of selecting a semi-automatic pistol over a uh, a revolver. I'll talk about home defense options. You know, there's a lot of people out there who rushed out and bought semi-automatic pistols. Is the semi-automatic pistol uh, the best uh, um, device for self-defense? I'm not so sure. Um, I can make an argument that a revolver, very simple to operate, and or a shotgun, um, time true and tested, might be better choices. But that depends on the individual, and it's nice when you have information and you have some uh, familiarity and, and you've been able to handle the guns and then you can make a decision as what's best to your particular situation. But that's what I want to talk about. I know one of the topics I came with the other day, one of the things I'm doing while I'm home is I'm going through and lubricating and cleaning my guns. And one of the things I hate to do is clean the bolt carrier group on a M4 rifle. Well, there's a section of the M4 rifle that if you don't have the right tool to get down inside there, um, it's hard to clean and it takes a lot of extra time. Well, we now have the tool to get down there and I'm going to show you that. So if you have any issues or any topics you'd like to see me cover, um, I can't cover everything, but what I can't cover, Mark be, might be able to cover. And if not, we'll get other people. I want to try to bring in some of the other people in the shooting industry. I've asked Evan from Old English and I'm going to ask some other people to join us over the next uh, week or two just to kind of talk just how things have been going, talk in general. We've done that in the past. We've had people on to say, hey, with this, uh, you know, we're all riding this wave and with everything going on, what's, what's going on in the industry? What are you seeing? What are you experiencing? What advice would you have 
to our listeners and people that are new to the to the gun world. And there are a lot of you out there. Um, just the fact that we might be this show might not necessarily be going two to three when the regular listeners are on on the on the air listening, but now we're at a different time. We got a whole new audience, and we're glad to have that. And we certainly want to make it interesting to you, make it informative. Whether or not you're going to ever own a gun, we may convince you to consider it. We may convince you that, well, it's nice to know that, but I'm still not going to do that. Whatever the case might be, we want to provide accurate information, and that's a big part of what we do here. So if you're here in our show for the first time, we'd love you to get a lot more information about us. You can go to our website at sim-trainer.com. That's S-I-M-trainer.com slash radio. We'll take you to the radio show website. You can find our podcast there as well. On that same website, you'll find a calendar of all our courses. You'll find course listings and descriptions. And you'll also find the contact link. So you can send us information, and uh, we will get that information and get those uh, answers back to you as quickly as we can. You can also join us on Facebook. There's a link on our page at sim-trainer.com, or you can go to facebook.com slash simtrainer, S-I-M-T-R-A-I-N-E-R. And then you'll see also the previous live uh, podcasts or the the Facebook live events that Jeff has done and that we're going to be doing over the next few weeks. And if you'd like to post comments there, you can do that. We also have a YouTube channel. So if you search for Sim Trainer on YouTube, you'll find some of the things that we've done over several years because we uh, Jeff has done a lot of gun reviews. We've done demonstrations and some various trainings. So you can find out a lot about the things that we're doing here at Sim Trainer and what we might be able to do to help you. All right, we're going to take our last break for the hour. I hope you will come back and join us here uh, for Shooting from the Hip right after this. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro on WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show, and we're certainly glad to be with you today. Um, for those of you who are new to, to our show, Sim Trainer or Shooting from the Hip is brought to you by Sim Trainer. Sim Trainer is located at 2031 Dryden Road in Moraine, right across from DPNL. You can visit us on the web at sim-trainer.com, or you can call us at the range at 937-293-3914, or you can visit our website and be sure to send us an email on the contact page, and we can answer any questions. There'll be a slight delay. And keep in mind, if you have a question, there's probably somebody else that has a similar question. If we think it's uh, something that needs to be addressed to a broader audience, we will bring it up in a subsequent show, um, and uh, we will not... If you want to maintain anonymity, we will not. We usually typically use first name. Uh, we might say Joe from Kettering asked about a specific question, and uh, we'll get the answer out to a broader audience. As Mark mentioned earlier in the show, we were talking about when Nix went into effect. He or into effect, he was able to find uh, that it was when Mark. Yeah, I missed it by one year. So it was November of 1998 is when uh, the Nix system started keeping uh, background checks and doing background checks and the records going back uh, all the way to the beginning of that time, how many per month is all available on the FBI website. Yeah. And just remember, the check, the purpose of the check is to make sure the person buying the gun is not a prohibited person. That means that they're not a person who has a prior criminal background or circumstances in their background like a domestic violence conviction, drug addiction, whatever the case might be, that would prohibit them from getting a firearm. That also includes a when, when practicable, entry data from the health uh, health data that's uh, available. Now, that's always a controversial 
uh, topic because the only um, data that can get uh, entered into the system is mental health data from adjudication of mental illness as opposed to somebody who says, we, we get this all the time, that, you know, Joe's crazy and he shouldn't have a gun. Why, why is Joe crazy? Because he has guns. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of the response. Yeah, it's a self I'm, I'm exaggerating, and certainly you know and I know that there are people out there that should not have guns and there's processes. But understand that when somebody gets a background check, they're basically verifying that the individual is authorized to own a firearm just by the fact he doesn't have any prohibited offenses or circumstances in his past. It's it's not flawless. We've talked about this on previous shows that, that when people fail to put in certain data, that there's an opportunity for somebody to be able to pass a check because the disqualifying offense or circumstance wasn't entered. Believe me, in the hundreds of thousands that are conducted every year, um, very few of those situations occur. And naturally, when they do occur, that's terrible. And when one of those people leaks through the crack and they do something um, uh, heinous, then that gets exaggerated and we understand how that goes. And there have been a couple of notorious incidents over the last 15 or 20 years where that sort of circumstance existed. If something didn't get reported, an individual wasn't disqualified, they purchased a gun and he did something crazy like con 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 committed mass homicide. But the system, as it is, works the overwhelming majority of the time. And it, it, it's not, um, you know, we can argue about whether or not, that's for another show, whether or not there should even be a check, whether it violates the Second Amendment even in and of itself. But the bottom line is the system is successful the overwhelming majority of the time. Um, just recently, we've had a, a run on new people, and some of those people got delays, and they were wondering, why am I being delayed? I've lived a crime-free life. It's not because of anything you did. It's because of the lack of people to check in the case where you might have a name as somebody who maybe has a similar name to somebody who has something in their past they have to watch. They can't do the hand checks to ultimately clarify that you're not that person, so it takes a little bit longer. Not that you're a bad person, just understand that's how things go. Yeah, and, and we've seen more than a few of those, especially recently. Uh, they're overloaded like everyone else, shorter staff because they can't everybody have everybody there. And then higher volume. And then you've got double or triple the volume that they've ever seen before. They are doing a great job, by the way. They are. All right. Well, thanks very much for being part of our show today. Uh, we'll hope to be back next week. Uh, again, find us on our Facebook page facebook.com slash simtrainer or on our own website at sim-trainer.com and uh, we'll we'll see you here on whio this is mark avery with jeff pedro for shooting from the hip on 1290 and 95.7 whio dayton's news and talk dayton and springfield station for 24-hour news weather and traffic and our ask the expert weekends 1290 and 95.7 whio dayton's news and talk